What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And this is what the Lord said as he was standing there in this, as he was sitting there in the boat and the great crowd is in front of him, and he's describing this, this, this sower, the seed, the four grounds. There's a lot of drama in this, and, and, and all the eyes are fixed on him as he describes this, this situation. He says, yeah, and? And everybody's waiting for the tie, and everybody's waiting for the description. Everybody's waiting for what does this have to do with me? What is the deeper meaning? And then he says in verse 9, he that hath ears, let him hear. No one knew what the deeper meaning was, but the key to the deeper meaning is when he said, he that hath ears, let him hear. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. The key is he repeated this word twice in verse 9, hear. It's all about hearing. The parable of the sower and the sea is all about hearing. Even the disciples, they didn't get the message. And he was surprised. It says in Mark 4.10, in Mark 4.10, that when he was alone with them, they came up to him and they said, you got to tell us what this means. What did you just, what is the meaning of the parable you just talked about, the sower? What is it? And then he he explained to them in Mark 4.11, he says, to you it's given to know these mysteries. And then he he said, uh, If you don't know this parable, how are you going to know all parables? You can't start unless you know this parable. How's that going to be possible for you? And then he explained, and he said in Mark, he said, he said, the sower, verse 13 is what I was quoting there, he said unto them, know ye not this parable, and how will you know all parables? He goes on, Mark 4, 14, 4, 14, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard... Satan cometh immediately and taketh the word that was sown out of their hearts. And those that are sown on stony ground, they they have heard the word and immediately they receive it with gladness. They have no root in themselves and they endure for a time. But when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they're offended. And these are those sown among thorns. They hear the word, but 
the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And then he said, those that are sown on good ground, they hear the word, receive it, bring forth the fruit. So, the, so what he's saying here is that the sower is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to, to make this personal for ourselves. And I want us to really think here, in 2019, we are going to have seed sown to us, the word of God, by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the sower. And the seed is the word of God. And then there are these, th- these four grounds and the devil comes in the first ground before it even can, can, can take any root away, and he takes it away. The seed is scattered everywhere. It's preached in all the world. And the hard ground, the hard ground, you know, oftentimes when people read this passage, they immediately say, well, that's not a Christian. That's not a Christian. That doesn't apply to me. It's a hard ground. No, no, no. You know, not so fast. Not so fast. You know, it's true, that's a common uh, among those who are not believers. They say, oh, that's religion. I'm not religious. That's Christianity. I'm not a Christian. That has no relevance to me. Or the, like a person told me the other day, a man invented God. Okay, that's a tragedy. And when a person hardens themselves like that, yes, it's true. Satan immediately comes and takes it away, takes the word away. But what about the believer? who says, who reads the scripture, says, I know that, I know that, I learned that before, I know what that means, I memorize, I can quote it to you, and his heart is closed off from the word entering in and making an effect on him and changing him in his life. That's possible. So these are the hearers that are like that. And then he describes the second one, and this second ground with the stony ground, that's the person who gets all excited just on the surface. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's heavenly. Oh, that's divine. That's absolutely divine. It's exciting. But these hearers don't do one thing, and this is something we have to really guard ourselves against in 2019. They don't take time to consider the word of God. Remember what Christian was saying here earlier? It says, in your devotions, when you're reading some portion, and you can go to the back of your, of your hymnal there and find a hymn that matches it, in your devotions, that is a very important time. And there's two things that are really important about devotions in 2019. First, that we have them. That's the first important thing, that we actually do have. This is a set-apart time every day, every morning. I am going to meet with God. And second the quality of that time, the devotedness, the single-heartedness. Are we a Caleb in the devotion? We should, be, we, should, we should be a Caleb. Caleb, you think Caleb means dog. Well, it does. But Caleb is two Hebrew words, kol, lev. Lev is heart, and kol is all. It means all heart, all heartedness, no divided heart. That was the great thing about about Caleb in that when in the land. He was all hearted for God. There was no division within his heart. And that's the way our devotions need to be as well. And so the stony hearted Christians, he doesn't do, he doesn't do what the Lord challenged the disciples to do in Luke 9:43. Luke 9:43 and 44. Here's what happened. He speaks, the Lord Jesus speaks, and it says, they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. And while they were wondering to every one of all the things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, 
let these sayings sink deep down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. So here he said, the Son of Man is going to be delivered in the hands of men. All right, yeah, I understand. You're going to be killed. Okay, fine. No, no. He said, you let that saying sink deep down into your ears, deep down into your heart. The Son of Man is going to be delivered in the hands. Why is the Son of Man going to be delivered in the hands of what did that mean with the decision that the Son of Man had to come to? What was going to be the result of him being delivered into the hands? So and so forth like that. Just mull it around. The stony ground here doesn't do that. Doesn't do what Mary did. Mary was the exact opposite of a stony ground here. It says in Luke 2.18, Luke 2.18, that all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary was a heart-pondering believer. She was a person who listened, kept them in her heart, wondered about it, and walked away and pondered it, just mulled on it, thought about it, turned it over. Mary was like Joshua, like Joshua was commanded to be in Joshua 1.8, where God said to, where it was said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. What's that mean? Shall not depart out of thy mouth. It means you're going to be talking about it over and over again. You're not going to stop be, be talking about it. I was talking to a, to, to a guy the other day. Uh, he has a ranch. We got on the subject of goats. And somehow I was just, you know, uh, really going on about, uh, you know, Aaron, he, he, he came and he confessed the sins over the goat and, and he, he laid his hands on the head of the goat and he was confessing the sins of Israel of goat. And then some athletic man came and took that goat and led it way out into the wilderness and turned it loose. And that was like our, our, our sins are carried away because I have a little sailboat and, you know, I had to make a decision recently, what am I going to uh, name the boat? So I was explaining to him that I named the boat carried away. And I said, it has three meanings. I said, the first meaning is the wind carries you away. That's a wonderful feeling for a sailor when the wind carries you away. The second meaning is our sins were carried away. That's what was explained to him. I said, the third meaning is I'm the type of person that gets carried away. Anyway, but um, uh, that's not really, I don't get carried away, do I? No, couldn't be right. Anyway, but anyway, so I was explaining to him about how our sins get carried away by this goat, and I was going to, and he was listening, listening. You know, we have goats on our ranch. <laughs> okay, anyway, but the, the law is not departing out of the mouth of Joshua. He's talking about it all the time. And the reason he's talking about it, he says, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And he says, and that's why he's talking about the word of God, because it's on his mind. And God says, that's what it must be. And he says, and then you'll be prosperous and you'll have good success. The description of the man of God in the first Psalm, Psalm 1, just starts off the first Psalm, it sets the course, the man of God is this person. And it says in Psalm 1, 2, that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night, day and night. David said in Psalm 119, 97, it is that I love thy law. It's my meditation all the day. It's a, but the stony ground hearer, he, he doesn't lose himself in, in like the hymn says. He's not lost in wonder, love, and praise in, in the word of God. It's not that way. 
it doesn't say with Job, Job in 23.12, Job 23.12, he says, I have esteemed the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. It's more important for food. You know, devotions, Bible before breakfast, Bible before food. I have to keep reminding myself of that. So the stony ground here does not think through the word of God, does not embrace the word of God, does not love the word of God. And there is a promise for those who love the word of God, deeply love the word of God. And the promise is they will be kept or free from being offended. And offense, first comes offense, then comes bitterness. And that's what it says in Psalm 119, 165. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace when peace like a river attendeth my soul. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. So the stony ground Christian, the stony ground here, I should say, is a person who is not protected from offense. Therefore, there's bitterness. Therefore, there's anger. Dr. Clyde Merrimore had one of the greatest Christian counseling centers in Los Angeles, and he said that every time a new patient would come to him with their story, sometimes they have notes. They want to make sure they get everything down there. So they're all ready. They're ready to go. And he sits down. He says, wait a minute. He says, before you start reading off your notes, he says, before you start telling me your story, I just have one question. And with this one question, we're going to get to the root of the matter. And his question was, who are you mad at? That was it. And he found that that was the root problem. Who are you mad at? Who are you mad at? And people get offended, we get offended, and it's only the love of the word of God that's gonna block us from being offended, and it's going to uncover that root of bitterness, which it says that will spring up, and many people get defiled. So, now, if then we have the seed that falls into the thorny ground, the thorny ground. Now, these thorny ground Christians, you could say, well, they love the word of God, and maybe they meditate on the word of God, but... The ground is contaminated. There's asparagus fern roots in the ground. It hasn't been filtered. That ground hasn't been screeded, you know, and like, like the rose garden, the thorns rise up and they choke the plant. And the thorns are divided into two categories, it says here. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Well, what is that? The cares of this world are all the things which dominate us, our thinking of the must do, I have to, I must remember, I should not forget, I have to. You know, it's, oh, I gotta call, I gotta pay this bill, I gotta go here, I have to remember this appointment, I have to go there. And it just, it's a tyranny. That is the cares of this world. You know, I gotta pay my electric bill because if I don't pay the electric bill, I'm gonna turn off electricity, all the food's gonna spoil in the refrigerator, I'm gonna get a terrible disease and die of all the spoiled food. The thorny ground Christian is a person who is a really good picture is Martha. Martha in the Bible versus her sister Mary. And this is all given to us in Luke 10, 38. Luke 10, 38, where it says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. That's Mary. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's hearing his word. But Martha, but, 
in contrast. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Look at all the people that are coming. Who's going to make the food? Who's going to prepare the, the, the set the table? Who's going to take care of all these guests? You can hear her saying, oy vey. And her sister is not helping her, so she's really burned up about that. She's offended. And so he, she says to the Lord, bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, only one thing. One thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus and to hear his word. And he said, that's the one needful thing that she chose, and it's not going to be taken away from her. Seek first. She sought first the kingdom of God. All the other things be added to her. Chump change. So the second category of thorns that choke the word are called the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. Why is the deceitfulness of riches? Because they tell lies. Riches tell lies. Riches tell the lie. Just get me and you will get happiness in life. You'll be able to buy whatever you want and that'll make you happy. That's a lie. The riches tell the lie. Just get me, you'll have peace. You'll have peace in life because you'll be free from any worries about having money. Just get me and you'll feel fulfilled in life. Those are all lies. Because riches do not make a person happy. What riches do was said by the richest man in the world, King Solomon in Proverbs 23.5, Proverbs 23.5, Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. And like my friend recently, he, he was last week he was telling me that he had a business in Orange County, and he sold the business, and he walked away with $10 million of cash in his pocket. So what did he do? He invested in a bad land development and lost it all. And so, so his great proverb to me, his great word of wisdom was, making money is not the problem. Keeping the money is the problem. <laughs> well, anyway, the sad tragedy is the pursuit of riches causes the person to be choked from the word of God. And that's a person, that's a spirit that comes to us where we get either caught up with the have-to-dos or caught up with the, I got to get more money. And what that causes us to do is to turn to God and says, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. I, I promise. As soon as I get this done, I'll get back to you later in life. I got to get set up. I got to get this done. I got to get set up in life with enough money. And the sad truth, it never comes. And the devil's last, laughing all the time. This time, valuable time has been squandered, has been wasted. But then there's the good ground. There's the good ground. This is our goal for 2019, the good ground. It's not just good, it's prepared. Good ground is prepared ground. We just sang that song, search me, O God, be the filter. I'm gonna take my life and, and, and throw it on here. Shake the, shake the filter. See if there be any wicked way in me. Cleanse me, O Spirit. Yeah? And the good ground hearer, lets the Lord break him down to be receptive to the word God. He lets the word, he lets the Lord point out to him, that's a bad root there. That's a root of bitterness. Out it goes. 
That's a stone. It's a, that stone is not, get out there, get it out there. Make yourself tender, your tender heart to the Lord. That's why communion is so valuable because one thing that we should do before we take that bread is to examine ourselves, as the Bible says, and see if there's any sin that needs confessing. As Paul said, if you take the, eat that bread unworthily, some, some people sleep, they die. So that's a good motivation to get into the habit. But this good ground is a process. It's a daily process of keeping a short account with God. We sin, it causes a debt. Short account means confess it, forsake it, move on. That's a short account. Not for confessing and forsaking, letting it go for a long time. That's a bad, that's a long account. Short accounts with God. That's how to keep the good ground, the good ground. And it's work. Like me, when I was digging all that, that dirt out there, was a lot of work. It was hard work. And God knows that. And so it says in Proverbs 4.23, Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So, why is this message? Why this message for New Year's? Because New Year's is a time of resolutions. New Year's is a time of making a resolve. There's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed didn't bear fruit because there was something wrong with the soil, soils that it found, that it, that it landed on. The word of God is able. The word of God is able. God has an intention that the word of God should work us over in, our, in this coming year and make us, cause us to bring fruit forward. He is, when we read this word, it's not like we're saying, well, let's see what was written thousands of years ago. This will be an interesting academic search. No. When you read the word of God, the Lord Jesus said, this word is coming from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. First is to see it in its personalness from God to us. Second is to realize that it's not haphazard. It's not haphazard that this hymn was chosen today. It's not haphazard what impresses us when we read the Bible. But the word is not only coming out of his mouth, but it's being sent it's being sent, as it says in Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. It's a sent word. It's a personal word from God to us. It's a sent word. And it's all in our fruitfulness in 2019 is going to depend on how we work our heart over to make it prepared ground. And so therefore, let's resolve that this year is going to be a year of Psalm 119.11. Psalm 119.11. We're going to embrace the word of God. We're going to say, thy word have I hid in my heart. I embrace it that I might not sin against thee. I'm not going to let the cares of this world separate me from God and his word. I'm not going to let the deceitfulness of riches separate me from God and his word. I'm going to be like Mary that has chosen that one needful thing, which is to sit at the feet of Jesus and to hear his word, so that the word of God in 2019 finds a home in our hearts. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, Lord, just working with us and, and we fail you so many times 
But we thank you, Lord, that you're there to pick us up and give us that other chance. So now, Lord, as the beginning of 2019, we pray that you would help us as we resolve tonight to make you number one, to hear your words in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.